Today on Starlight Tea, we serve the tea on the law of duality and masculine and feminine energies and how we use them to create magic in our art, our businesses, and our lives. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Belinda Boring. And I'm Christy Cook. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators who support, educate, and create community with other women creatives and soulpreneurs, helping us all keep our cups filled so we never serve from an empty one. To receive notifications of new episodes, plus a free subscription to our monthly Moonbeams magazine, as well as other exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to join our email list at ofstarlightandmoonbeams.com. Hey, Christy, what's in your cup this week? Oh, let's see. In my physical cup, which is one of my favorite mugs, Witchful Thinking, I have chai. Give me a little caffeine boost as we record this. And in my life cup, I have been feeling the need to deepen into my priestess and shamanic practices. So I've been clearing physical and energetic space for that. I'm still feeling that really big astrological energy shift we experienced in March. And it's just playing forth in kind of my world right now. And my intuition is telling me to to prepare now because there's like major stuff coming in the next several months. So I'm really leaning into that inner wisdom, into my gifts and noticing what changes I need to make within and without What's going on? And then also, it's a really exciting week in my book world. Um, as we're recording this, by the time this goes live, um, the promotion might be over. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. It's the first big thing I've had going on in my book world for several months. So that's what's in my cup. How about yours? Well, um, in my cup, my physical cup, I'm living on the edge this morning and <laughs> I'm drinking Mountain Dew. I'm sipping on it. Um, I wanted to actually drink uh, my favorite flavor of coffee, which is Old English Toffee, but I couldn't find it in the kitchen this morning. And I had a pretty late night last night. And so I just, I needed that little extra help this morning. And so, yeah. And in my life cup, I feel like I've got a lot going on creative, like creatively. And I'm kind of feeling like my brain is full with things. So I, I, think I'm going to have to sit with some stuff for at least a day or two just to see where it all lands and um, process it all. I'm still working on my garden and getting my back way the uh, backyard the way that I want it for the summer. The only issue is, you know, we just had a star and spring equinox and where I live still continues to snow. <laughs> and so we're having record snow. I read on my forecast today that there was still snow going on. And then next week we have more rain and more snow coming. And so if the weather could cooperate, I would love it because then I can go out and do what I need to do, like rototiller and build things. 
Um, so yeah, just so much snow, so much. We have waterfalls on the side of the road. That's crazy. Your part of the country is really getting battered. Um, actually, pretty much most of the country, except where I am in sunny Florida. We, we got our big battering with the hurricane last fall. So it's like it's our turn, right? Nah, I don't like to do that. <laughs> I don't want to send that energy to anybody else. But uh, I feel for you. I do feel for you. Um, but I am glad that we have a little bit of a reprieve right now. <laughs> so. Okay, so that's what's in our cups. Next up are what we're shining the starlight on this week. And not a lot going on in, I mean, there is a lot going on in the outer world, but nothing we want to bring too much energy and focus on right now. So what I want to kind of call to light right now is if you're listening to this episode when it goes live, we are in that part of the wheel of the year that's shifting from Ostara and Spring Equinox into Beltane. And we'll talk more about Beltane in a couple of weeks, or you can check out our newest Moonbeams magazine, but just know that they are quite different energies. And so Ostara and the Spring Equinox equinox are all about a new beginning it's when we're planting seeds and in the last few weeks we've been nourishing them to sprout to break through into light to begin a massive growth period now we're starting to feel that movement toward Beltane, which is that quarter turn towards summer it's the halfway point approximately between spring equinox and summer solstice in the northern hemisphere And it's a subtle shift, but you might already be feeling it or you'll be noticing it in the next uh, week or so as we move closer to Beltane May 1st. It's more fiery energy. The plants are already growing. The flowers are blooming. If they haven't already, the little tiny nubs of fruits are starting to show. And so if you connect in with that subtle shift, you can apply it within your own magic and your own work, your creativity, you'll feel that fire start to grow and then really take off through the next growing months. So that's all I wanted to say for our shining our starlight this week. I could use some of that fire right now. My feet are freezing. And so (laughs) just before we get (laughs) before we get started on the main topic of this week, we just I want to remind you that we strive to keep our community informed about these kinds of things. So make sure you're sticking with us. You can subscribe to our email list for free goodies like the Moonbeams magazine. You can also hit the subscribe button and follow us on the socials. Also, other listeners would love to know what you think about Starlight Tea. So please consider leaving a review. That would be wonderful. Okay, so this week we are serving the tea on duality and what is more commonly known as feminine and masculine energies and how harnessing them both can not only help empower you on a daily basis, but also support you in your creativity and your innate magic. First off, can I just say how excited I was to research this week's topic? Uh, It's interesting how we're surrounded by all this information most of our lives. We come in contact with it somehow whether it's through conversation, education, social media, but it's not until we take a moment to really consider what we're hearing that we realize that we've had access to the answers all along, whether that's answers, insights, truth, 
I know I've personally enjoyed the chance to kind of journey down the rabbit hole this week and see what resonates, what fits. And last week, we talked about how energy is the fundamental aspect of life as we know it, and that when we intentionally direct it, we can create magic. And that's how we harness that power to change our lives. I just want to repeat something that you said last week, Christy, that still resonates, that energy aligns with my own is an amazing way to know that when you're on the right path, it's a key in knowing that you're using the energy of the universe to work for you and not work against you. And I just thought that was, it's such a a great gift. It's that a nice way of knowing that you're, you're doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what resonance is. It's an inner knowing that you're in tune, that you're in harmony to the energy of whatever is before you or around you or what was said or the crystal you're holding or what you're reading. So I'm glad that resonated with you. (laughs) It's still there. (laughs) I love that word, resonate. (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to take that first foundational brick, so to speak, and build on it. We talked about the laws of the universe last week, and today we're going to add another one to our list, the law of duality. I love this explanation that I found while researching that says that duality teaches us that every aspect of life is created from a balanced interaction of opposite and competing forces. Yet these forces are not just opposites, they're complementary. They don't cancel each other out, they merely balance each other like the jewel wings of a bird. Or you might have heard the quote, the saying, um, two sides of the, of the coin. It's the same coin, but there's two sides to it. So the idea is that divine source, higher power, or divine consciousness, whichever way you personally believe and see the creator of the universe, was there in the very beginning in a state of complete unity with all truth and all knowledge. And the science talks about it, about the Big Bang Theory, Religion talks of God, him declaring that the universe into existence, but also the commonality that I found in the different theories is that energy was transferred and creation took place. I've heard a way that it's described as divine source exhaled, let out a breath and decided that it wanted to know what it would become. And by that thought, unity transformed, energy was transferred and the law of duality became. And so when you think of duality, think of possibilities. That's what it's about. It's observing what could happen by taking that step outside of our own perspective to see what might become, what might, what else might happen. It's where our dreams, wishes, and goals are born. And without this concept of duality, of possibilities and becoming, nothing would exist because we wouldn't have the experience in knowing how to create something. I remember going to college way, way back, and I loved taking science classes. I took biology and chemistry. I took all of them. But specifically with biology and chemistry, those courses were always split into two different classes. You had theory and you had practicum. You had knowledge and you had experience. And when you go back to the law of duality, Learning the courseway that way was absolutely complementary because it took massive amounts of information and it made it applicable through hands-on experience. So you need that duality. Yeah, I I love that. And I kind of think of it, it was explained to me one time talking about this split from unity to duality, 
was that divine consciousness is all knowing, like you said, it knows everything, but it hasn't experienced every anything, right? It just knows it hasn't experienced. And so that exhale or that creation was experiencing it and being able to turn around that divine consciousness and look at itself. And as soon as it does that, there's two parts there. And now it can observe itself. Now it can experience. And then, um, like I we said earlier, or last week, we'll be talking about elementals, how it splits further. But right now, that's the the concept of duality. And I just love how you put that and relate it to your coursework, because that really explains it beautifully. Yeah, I, I like that, because you think duality, they're opposites, but they're not. It totally complements it, each other, and it's needed. So in researching more, I got to thinking that when you think of duality, Certain examples come to mind, right? You think good and bad, positive, negative, light and dark, black and white. These examples are polar opposites, and we look at them in absolutes. They're either or. You, they're not both. Um, what we forget is that neither can exist without the other. And it's not about choosing one over the other. It's actually by recognizing the need for both, for duality, that you can find balance and that you're able to come from a place where you can tap into your magic, that endless well of possibilities. And this is so important to us as creatives and as people who set intentions of creating a life that allows you to explore and share your passions. You need that endless well of possibilities. You need to know that you're not just locked into a box. Right. That's that's a really good point. And I like how you just said that, especially for creativity, because if you stick in just one area, that's not creative. That's not exploring. That's not moving beyond. That's just sharing what you know instead of what you're experiencing. And I think the best way to understand that is rather than thinking of duality as two sides of a coin, like you said, um, either or, where only one side can face up, can be in your realm, think of it as two ends of a spectrum. And we slide between those two ends. So in that creative aspect, it's you have all this huge spectrum to explore and you're not just sticking to one end of it. You have a whole area. And like an example would be love and hate. Okay, so hate is the complete absence of love that you can consider them as two sides of coin that you're either love is facing up or hate is facing up. Right. But it's not. It's they're at two opposite ends of a spectrum. And so hate is at one end. Love is at the other. And you can slide along that spectrum. And if say you move from hate toward love, you're feeling less and less hate as you move more and more closer to love. And so there's this huge, big middle area on that spectrum to explore and to feel and to experience. And as a creative, that's really important. Um, no matter what that spectrum is, you know, if it's between love and hate, between black and white, between positive, negative, between, I don't know, throw out whatever opposites you think about, especially as you're creating, even with your colors, even with the sounds that you're making, you know, what are the possibilities in between there? So yeah, I... I I like how you said that. And I like what you just said about, because it goes in, it flows naturally into this next part of that spectrum where you can slide closer 
away from, for example, love and hate, away from hate, closer to love, you can go down the spectrum the other way, away from love to hate. And that's what that duality does. When referring to energy and magic, the law of duality gives these two polar opposites names. They call them positive and negative. And the negative is pushing towards, they're both two forces of energy push towards the positive. The positive pushes towards um, the negative because with the law of duality, what is that about? It's about experiences, about possibilities. It's about sliding back and forth down this spectrum to be able to make the most of each experience, each choice. And so if you're like me, you're absolutely familiar with the term negative energy and maybe shuddered because you instantly started remembering experiences that caused trauma, experiences that were challenging and that weren't pleasant. Pleasant. You automatically judge those situations as being bad. But here's where I hope you take a moment to pause because if you change how you view negative and positive energy, I promise, we promise that it'll alter how you view your life because there's no such thing as good and bad uh, when it comes to positive and negative. The negative energies that we're talking about here are just your shadows trying to remind you, shadows or, yeah, just your shadows trying to remind you that you're out of alignment, that whatever's happening in that moment, you're not on the right path, the best path for you, because that's the goal, right, that we have for ourselves. We set intentions for whatever it is that we want to create. We want to become our best selves. We want to be happy. When we come across things that we perceive as negative, it's like the universe's way of saying, wait, hold up. Is this really what you want? Will this bring you closer to being you? So when it feels like everything is negative and life isn't going your way, it's not something bad. It's the universe. It's this law of duality showing you that you're far away from yourself. You're far away from your goal, whatever your purpose is. And that the Lord duality is pulling you back so you can find yourself again and see yourself fully. Yeah. It's like on that spectrum. Okay. So what you were saying, the law of duality is pulling you back. It's pulling you back to be as close to center on that spectrum as you can be. And this goes back to what I think we said last week, um, or maybe it was our discussion we had about spring equinox and trying to find balance. You're only in balance for a very short time because you're sliding along that spectrum. And when you're sliding toward a place that does not feel good to you within, that's what Belinda's saying about the law of duality and the universe saying, okay, this is not an alignment. You are not harmonizing with this energy. Let's slide back down the spectrum towards this other way and get closer to center. Exactly. I love that. What we actually are learning and know now is that this positive and negative energy, they work together. They work for us to ensure that we are being the best us, that we're able, like, and like you said, I like that. Uh, I read that a lot about we're in the center of that spectrum when we go back and forth. And so these forces, they push against each other, um, complementary opposites, like I said. So imagine that this energy is moving about like a dance And they twist and it turns about. We're moving back and forth. Um, And this movement creates waves of energies. And that's what we call vibration 
and, and frequencies. We hear that a lot. The beautiful thing is that each of us live with these positive and negative energies moving about within us and surrounding us in our world. So we're part of this universal rhythm or for want for a better word, um, melody. We're part of this, the symphony of life. We're, we've been conditioned, however, through life to only accept the positive, to focus so hard with all our might on only the positive and ignore and reject anything that appears or feels negative. We categorize everything into what's perceived as good or bad. We put it in boxes and it's how we view our world. It's how we view people. And sadly, it's how we also view ourselves. We put this insane amount of pressure on ourselves. And if we're not focused on the positive, something bad happens, well, then, you know, we're not doing it right. You know, for me, the concept of heaven and hell comes from this misunderstanding of duality and its importance. That's just an example. We shun anything that we believe equals darkness, and we only search for the light, not realizing that we, in essence, are creations of duality. We are both light and dark, positive, negative energy. And the key, like you said, to finding balance and harnessing the energy and magic within us isn't from leaning towards only the positive and inwardly struggling whenever we face the negative. It's to embrace both. We need to use both to create the life and to create the magic we need to find empowerment. There is no good and bad. The universe only deals in neutrality. Energy is both. Magic is both. Right. I want to jump in here, going back to what you were saying about light and dark and how we are taught to strive to only be in the light, to only focus on the good, on the positive. And these are all, like you said, perceptions. First of all, these are human perceptions. The universe just views everything neutrally. So those are human perceptions. But a lot in these circles, or if you're just becoming aware of the spirituality and the magic of the world and everything, if you're just coming into this, you're going to hear a lot about spiritual bypassing. And that in a nutshell is telling you to ignore the darkness, to ignore the bad things and only focus on the light, to push those, what you're essentially doing is pushing those things into the shadow, those things that you feel bad about yourself, that you don't like about yourself, that don't fit into someone else's narrative. You're sending all of those things into the shadow. It's still there. So all you're doing is kind of sticking your head in the sand, really, and ignoring it. You're not healing it. And you're not coming to that place of neutrality. It's it's still there. So yeah, I just wanted to interject there. When you hear the term spiritual bypassing, that's what it is, is rejecting the bad and focusing on the good. And again, those are just perceptions and they don't do us any good. That actually brings back to my memory of Christy hosted a retreat last year where we talked where we talked a little bit about shadow work. And we'll talk about that in future episodes. But it's where the idea of shadow, dark, not good, negative. There was a quote, I can't remember who it was by, but it shed that 90% of the magic of the gold of that creative energy that we need to um, feel inspired is in the shadows. We need that. It's not just the light that we need. We need that darkness. We need that balance so that we can see it all. And I just thought that was interesting because we are, we're told to lock things away into the dark and not ever touch them. 
those parts of ourselves that we feel are negative, those, those experiences, not knowing that sometimes the very answers that we need right now and the inspiration we need will come when we look back into those experiences and think, mm-hmm. oh, wow. And then it also made me think too, like by, uh, by embracing both the light and dark in us, and looking at the positive and the negative, it doesn't mean that you focus solely on negative because then you, you draw it in. You attract, mm-hmm. like energy attracts energy, like energy attracts energy. But then I think it just reminds me of the word silver lining, of when you find that you're leaning towards too much down towards energy, uh, the negative energy uh, end of the spectrum. A way that you can pull yourself back is by looking for the silver lining in things, um, looking for the positive. That's what you would think, right? But you can find the silver lining by looking just the other way too, of looking back into the dark, look back into those experiences, the that negative energy. What did you learn? Well, I learned when I went through this really hard thing that I am stronger than I thought. No, I experienced that when my husband had his car accident. My gosh, that year was pure hell. It was hard, but it was also one of the most transformative events in my life. It showed me that I was stronger than I thought. It showed me that I was more capable. It empowered me like no other experience could have, but that was also a very dark time. It was very hard. And so I guess what I'm saying is don't be afraid to embrace both parts. Don't be afraid to look into those tough times, um, the times when you go, uh, those negative energies, both positive and negative serve a purpose. And they serve a purpose in empowering us, helping us tap into magic and helping us feel empowered. Like they're there for a reason. I I think just because um, we're almost done with the stuff that I had researched, there was another truth that I wanted to share was the only constant in the universe is that everything is in a state of perpetual change because we are meant to evolve. That's the whole purpose. How many times do we wish we could stay exactly the same, that we would be happier if we didn't have to deal with the ups and downs of life? You know, we have to accept that everything moves, everything transforms, energy transfers. We've been conditioned to believe that stability is the goal to aspire to, that if we're somehow uh, and that we're somehow better for it and that it's a measure of a successful life, a successful career when each day is nothing but smooth sailing because we never fail, that dreaded F word, we never stumble. So have you ever noticed Uh, how it's like I was just saying how it's at those moments when something comes along and pushes you out of your comfort zone it's a situation that shakes your foundation and sends you into crisis that's where we discover the magic that's where we discover our strength and we gain invaluable insight instead I would hope that instead we look at these obstacles of seeing them as opportunities to grow we look at them as obstacles and challenges as negatives Sometimes we think that we're being punished um, and start to wonder, what have I done wrong? And why do I no longer feel safe and secure? The truth is, we need those pushes. We need 
those moments where we're outside of our comfort zone. We need to be given opportunities to stretch our faith and kind of be forced to expand our vision so we can grow, so we can evolve. And balance comes when we accept and embrace both forces, the negative and the positive. So, yeah. Okay. So getting in our comfort zone. And we talked about how, you know, the universe only sees things in neutrality and that we're, we want to get back to that center. And yes, we do want to be in that center. But if you stay there too long, you're actually gravitating toward one end or the other um, because you become complacent, you become um, static and you're you're like you say, you're not growing and that's what we're here for. We're here to actually experience the full spectrum and return that experience into the unified consciousness. And so when you sit too long in balance, something's going to happen. The universe is going to naturally start sliding you toward one way or the other so that you can experience that. And you also start, at, at least I do, start feeling it within like, okay, I've been in this place for too long it, it no longer feels good. And so, you know, you can create what you want to create to move out of that space and use that law of duality to go one way or the other. So I just, you just kind of made me think of that. So I like that though, because we've talked about this, about how, you know, when it's time to move, you know, when it it's time to change or um, alter your perspective, because you feel it. You're like, it's it's no longer comfortable to sit here. It's okay to take a risk. It's okay to try something different. And so I I love that. See, again, these are all things that we're familiar with. We It's just taking that deeper dive to understand why. And so at the beginning of this episode, we shared that the topic for today was about masculine and feminine energies. Uh, throughout history and different cultures, duality has been given different names, uh, different terms for negative and positive energies, or how we've come to view them, masculine and feminine energies. First and foremost, before, before we dive a little deeper, please know that energy doesn't know gender or sexuality. That's a human construct. When trying to understand the energies that work within in each of us, it doesn't matter how we identify it also isn't a reflection on gender, why, on the gender, why masculine and feminine energy were created to be either negative or positive. It's important not to get, I know for me it was, it's important not to get caught up in any alternative meaning, uh, meaning because energy is just energy. Um, and so let's talk about feminine energy first. Okay, and I just want to jump in here because you kind of touched on it, but I, I want it to be perfectly clear because people so easily, especially in what's going on in the world today, are so caught up in what masculine and feminine mean. It is not the same as male and female. It is not the same as, and you touched on gender and sexuality, it is not what you, what's in your pants, basically. We are not talking about that because we <laughs> all have this feminine and masculine energy and we just slide along that spectrum. You know, we, some of us are more feminine leaning and some of us are more masculine leaning. A lot of us are really more toward the center and that balance is really what we want. So, yeah, it has nothing to do with your physical body, 
whether how you were born or whether you've changed that it has nothing to do with how you identify. It's just all about the energy here. And so let's talk about feminine energy first. Feminine energy is negative. And I like to believe it's because through the feminine, we're able to create new realities. We're able to create um, something from nothing. It is introspective. And when you think about it, when you dream up possibilities and look for ways to create magic, you look inward. You look into what you've experienced so far and you let your intuition guide you. It's those nurturing and compassionate traits that come from creating. Because it deals with the inner workings of your being, it allows you to be vulnerable and to be soft. And it's the energy that inspires us. Looking now at masculine energy, by the law of duality, it's the complementary opposite of feminine and the feminine. It's positive energy. And I like to think of it as when you've created every possibility and you're inspired to follow you, your passions, masculine energy is when you choose, you choose a possibility, you take action and you go do it. Um, masculine, masculine energy is all about things outward where the feminine is guided by intuition and sensitivity. The masculine is embedded in logic and reason. It's achievement orientated. And this energy is often the confident risk taker that has no problem in taking a stand. The important thing to note here is that both these energies work within us. And while society would teach us to view duality as gender specific, if we want to find balance and be our best self, to be able to tap into the magic of creating, we need to place ourselves in the very center. There's that word again, in the center between both energies and use and harness the energetic waves that they create as they dance about us. One way to look at this between negative and feminine is think of the negative as going in, like you said, it's your inner. And so, you know, you're, you're coming within and then the masculine is projecting without, and that's why it's positive. I, I always give, you know, we, our bodies actually are a perfect example of it. The physical masculine and feminine, because only in this way is that one receives and one gives, right? And you can look at that in anything with screws with oh, a lot of in the construction industry, they have a lot of terms that are feminine and masculine. It's negative and positive. One way that I recently learned that I love, and this has to do with holding ceremony in women's circles, is to think of it this way is the masculine is the structure. It's the framework. It's um, what it's the actual existence. And the like you said, the doing what, that holds the feminine energy. And so the feminine energy is watery and it flows and it, it doesn't have structure to it. And we need that structure to contain it so that it's just not flowing all over the place, just willy nilly and, you know, doesn't ever do anything. And so the the masculine energy, how they come together is the masculine holds that feminine energy and gives it, it's like a bowl or a container that holds that water so that it can actually flow and do what it needs to do. And I, I just thought that was just a beautiful way to look at it. And when you look at our art and creating, at least for writers, you know, your masculine is the framework of your story. 
Okay. Or it's the framework of the art piece you're creating, the structure of what you're building. Um, it's the recipe and what you're cooking. The feminine is the creative part that comes in and just flows within that framework and creates that magic. And it's just intuitive and it's soft and it's flowing and it brings in the characters and the the magic, the plot twists that the masculine hadn't, you know, created within that outer structure. It's um, the choosing the colors of the paint you put on. It's altering the ingredients of the recipe. And I'm a cook. I'm not a baker. I know baking, you can't alter too much because you can really screw things up. Um, But when you're cooking, you know, you have a lot of of that intuitive feminine energy going into it because you can alter what ingredients you're putting into it. Maybe you want it more savory. Maybe you want it more sweet. Maybe you like a heavy dose of garlic. To me, there's never too much garlic. So, you know, that's where that feminine, creative, flowy energy comes in and settles within that structure of the masculine. See, that, what a beautiful way to explain it and to make it relevant. I love that. And and it's a perfect example to show why both are so important. You know, mm-hmm. you need that flexibility, but you also need that structure. And that when you use them both together and you harness both energies, you create something beautiful. You create something. And so thank you. I love that. I love that a lot. I did come across something interesting while I was researching. So, uh, and I think that this will be a great way to kind of wrap it all up is that there's such, there's such a wealth of information on the internet um, that if you'd like to do your own deep dive into the masculine feminine energy and how it relates to you personally, you can do that. Thank goodness that we live in a day of technology where we can do this. Growing up, I would have had to have gone to the library and gone through the catalogs, you know, the paper catalogs, <laughs> and hope that they had something, that someone had written it down in book form. And I think it's just, a, I guess, a sign of the times, you'd say, that we live in a time where we have access to this. So we really encourage you to go take a deep dive, go fall down the rabbit hole and and see where it lands, see what resonates. I know for me personally... I felt like my brain was exploding when I was researching this. And while some of it wasn't new, it just came from a different perspective, which is funny because that's part of the reason why duality is essential for us to evolve. I had the knowledge, but I was able to see from a different perspective. And now I feel like that understanding can, that knowledge can be turned into wisdom. Like I understand it better. I could talk about this forever. One more thought. Think about it. Throughout history, right? Mankind, I feel mankind has really misunderstood the concept of masculine and feminine energy. And you can see that deviation where they deviated from the truth even today. So let's go back to the example of light and dark. Somewhere over time, we rigidly began assigning those two opposites with different meanings. Uh, We started viewing that light was good. Good works were done in the light of day. And those quests and those things that were done were equated to search for knowledge. Well, knowledge is good, right? In comparison, darkness was viewed as bad. Evil lurks in the darkness. Evil deeds and malicious intentions. 
So over time, because men sought for knowledge, that's what we read in history books and what we see, men, or that's they were recorded of doing, uh, they sought knowledge and could be seen during the day in positions of power. So they were eventually assumed to be good. Women, we gathered in circle during the night because we were governed by intuition by rituals of the moon they were they were seen as seeking evil like that's what they were viewed at they sought wisdom a product of nurturing their intuition and so can you guess what they were viewed and judged as yep women must be bad because darkness is bad because they met in at night magic was perceived as as evil Yep, in secret, not out and open. And so now consider your own daily life and the different experiences you've encountered. Have you ever been assertive and stood up for yourself only to be labeled as aggressive? Have you been told it's unbecoming for a woman to be competitive and that you should know your place or that to be truly, to truly be feminine, you must be meek and submissive and that your voice and creativity silenced by a man who apparently, in quotation marks, apparently knows more simply because of his gender. Have you ever been man mansplained to? I get that when I go to Home Depot. It drives me crazy. But, you know, those experiences aren't limited to just women either. Do you know someone who was ridiculed for not being manly enough, for being too nurturing or insightful, I really feel like, think of all the labels that men have received. Think about all all the boxes they've been forced to be put in. Think of all the boxes us as women have been put in. None of those labels and judgments feel right and have completely missed the mark. True balance, um, truly becoming who you are meant to be and who you want to be is when you learn to be both energies. You can be both nurturing and assertive. You can be both logical and empathetic. The Lord duality shows us that when we accept that truth, we hold the power to create whatever reality we want. That understanding energy is essential when we claim our divine magic, when when we want to use it to create the life we want and in our creative pursuits. So I just, I thought that was really interesting. Like, Society has it all wrong. You know, if you really understand energy, you need to embrace both. Like you said, you need to place yourself in the center so you can move with the ebb and flow of energy. Yeah, beautiful. And so that was a really exciting and beautiful discussion about duality and feminine and masculine energy. And there's so much more to it. And just before we go, just a note that you might come across these terms, we've named some of them, this, these dual energies, masculine and feminine, negative and positive, light and dark, inner, outer, within, without, um, also yin and yang. What are some of the other ones that you might hear? Those are the ones coming um, to the top of my head, but those are things you might want to look into. And then next week, we're going to talk about how those two energies split further into two they have again and so then we come up with the four elements and as practitioners we also and spiritual beings we also know there's a fifth element so we'll be talking about those next week 
I'm excited. <laughs> I am too. This is like the basic building blocks. This is not going to be our, you know, normal, like, step-by-step kind of thing that we're going to do throughout every episode of the podcast. But right now we just felt like getting the podcast going is giving this basis of information, this basic foundation to that everything else will build upon this energy. So yeah, it's all really exciting and and so applicable. Okay, so one last thing we do at the end of each podcast is that we talk about starbursts. And so, Christy, what is the starburst you want to share with listeners today? Well, my starbursts so far have been just kind of a shout out to the people who have made this podcast happen and also who have played the very basis, talk about basis, the foundation um, of my path that I've discovered. And so last week I talked about Warrior Goddess Training, which was one of the first books that set me down this road. And then somewhere along that road, I discovered Sage Goddess, but I didn't give it much attention until the last few years. I think it was actually during the height of the pandemic uh, that I started tuning in more and really paying attention. So I want to give a shout out to Sage Goddess and their programs, as well as all of the um, beautiful tools that they offered, but it's because of the program. The first one that I had enrolled in was the Soul Shift Alchemy, and it just totally shifted everything. It was exactly what I needed for that year. It was the medicine I needed, and what really just started making so much sense to me. So that is my starburst for this week. You can find that sagegoddess.com. They are the largest or at least one of the largest places to find metaphysical tools, crystals, just about anything you need. And then of course, there's the educational part, which I, I really recommend. She's Athena Paracas, Dr. Athena Paracas. She, she's a great teacher. And I learned so much from her to get me started um, to really take off into the realm of possibilities and these mysteries that we're discovering. So that's my star burst. Who are you bursting stars for, Belinda? (laughs) I just wanted to quickly add that you said, I love Sage Goddess. You actually introduced me to her and her website and her classes and stuff. And you said that she is one of the largest metaphysical um, providers of tools and crystals and education. And I wanted to laugh as I look around my uh, office. Could I be the second? Because I got a lot of crystals from her. Like as I look at the different things, I'm like, yep, I got that from Sage Goddess. That's a great tool. And so I I join my voice with Christy that definitely go check it out. She even has a blog. I love reading her blog posts. They're always relevant and I always walk away feeling like I've learned something new. But today, this week, my um, starburst, I was actually wondering which one I would do. And then this morning, while I was meditating, I was using the Oracle deck. And that's what my uh, starburst is going to be today. The Sacred Rebels Oracle deck card, uh, card deck, I should say, by Alana Fairchild. I recommend this Oracle deck to everybody even at the psychic fair, I was talking with someone and I was like, oh, you should check this one out. It is probably my all-time favorite deck because not only is the artwork stunning, like so beautiful, but I love the message that it shares. 
and how empowered I feel after every reading. You know, each uh, card obviously comes with an explanation, and usually it's a lengthy explanation and how it relates to your inner life, a message from source, a message from your guides. And then what I love is that there's a healing process that you can do so you can incorporate the energy of the card. Um, This morning, like, for example, this morning, I love it. This morning, I drew a card for collaborative dreaming, which I thought was so fitting because of the work I'm doing with you, Christy, and our different offerings with of Starlight and Moonbeams. Uh, It resonated because I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then I know that later on, I can incorporate that healing, whichever one it was. I can't remember what what it was. I love this Oracle deck. Like, I love anything by Alana Fairchild. She has a lot of different decks. But this one, if you had to have just one deck, this is the one I would recommend. It definitely resonates. I love it. I could talk about her forever for it. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on the elements, which continues this discussion about energy and the basis of all magic. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. So in the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email us at Hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic. Magic.